2: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukhaki, your host. Butthole has been arrested for crimes committed in the name of Moonhammer, and his friends only have three days to prepare his legal defense. Alan's been searching the town for rumors, and Quinny and not Peter Baelish went to an expensive sex club where Quinny was forced to follow a stranger outside in his costume. What could possibly happen next? Find out on Dumb Dumbs and Dragons.
3: I think it would behoove us to follow him if he's already going through that portal. I mean, this may mean you don't have time to grab your stuff.
0: Man, well, I'm ready to go through the portal. I, I can always
3: to... come back and get it. I I'm mean, gonna, yeah, no I'm gonna come back yet. and get it. Okay, and, and I will
0: introduce right. Starlight
4: <laughs> to my short sword. <laughs> Right. So, uh, Quinny, you go through the portal, not Peter Baelish. As you go to leave, the gnome kind of, like, tugs your sleeve and says, Hey, listen, uh, you planning something with him? Are you? Well, as as I've been saying, I've been really, trying literally. to.
3: okay. Yes,
4: yes, I, I literally have been trying to plan something, but i got to tell you, it's a hard guy to get anything out of. Listen, if you're planning on taking him out. It could be very lucrative for me.
3: Hmm. Tell me more.
4: Well, how can I know I trust, like, how can I know whether or not... You can how trust How do I know me. if I can trust you? Uh, Roll me a persuasion check.
3: Because I'm not Peter
4: Baelish. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you a plus one for being not Peter Baelish.
3: Fifteen.
4: Fifteen? Great. Add add your plus one.
3: Oh, (laughs) plus sixteen, because I'm not Peter Baelish.
4: Rad. Uh, So um, he looks really concerned. He's not really sure whether to go for this, but then he also kind of realizes he's in a bind. And he uh, says, all right, listen, you need to give me a day, but anything you can do after that. Would be greatly appreciated. And he slips you the piece of paper that was slipped to the guy. You get the sense that he swapped it when the man received it. So he gives you the real Mm. copy, nods to you, and then uh, gets up to leave.
3: Thank you, I say, in Nomish. And I promise you, when you help, not Peter Baelish, not Peter Baelish. We'll help you.
4: Okay, so who's gonna help me? <laughs> and you leave.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I just wave as I go through the portal, while knowingly stroking my goatee. Yeah. <laughs>
4: um, so um, Starlight kind of nods to you on your way out, and um, also like slides you her contact information, which in medieval times I guess is like come back here tomorrow too. two, um, <laughs> because she doesn't have a phone or email. Right. Yeah, uh, and even before uh, MySpace, she kind of uh, uh, she winks at you, and um, off oh. you go. Uh, so, Quinny, you've gone through the portal, you're following the man. This is the most conspicuous you've ever been, and you do yep. to roll me a stealth check with disadvantage. All right, I'm going to use my inspiration then. Sounds good. Is that so, negated? just a regular stealth check. All right. 21. First. So um, the man seems to be very much in his own uh, thoughts. Mm-hmm. You can see him uh, sort of playing with the, the ring on his finger, and uh, miraculously, you're actually able to blend in to the crowds, just kind of uh, weaving in between them. You know, it's, it's, it's a weird neighborhood, man. That's all. Yeah, it's it's late. <laughs> uh, people are kind of minding their own business. You get the sense that you may not be the weirdest thing that stumbled out of that inn tonight. Right. So uh, so that's all right. And uh, you manage to track him to the Hall of Justice, where he kind of looks both ways and then heads up into the residences. There's residences at the Hall of Justice? hmm I wasn't aware of that.
0: Okay. I want to I double back then and, and meet up with Not Peter Baelish and maybe get my stuff.
4: Not Peter Baelish uh, comes up behind you holding a bag of stuff that you're very happy to see. Hi. Oh, Not Pete. <laughs> you're a lifesaver. Ah, uh, any time. Together, the two of you look up at the Hall of Justice.
3: Did you know they had residences? I did not I did know not they had, had residences. N- I, I've been living. I should I should know that. You should
4: have <laughs> read the brochure. Um, uh, so, that's on me. Uh, <laughs> the first day of your uh, investigations has come to an end. It's nighttime. You all decide to go and get rest. Butthole, you're obviously resting in jail. Oh, yeah. The man in the cloak has been kind of argumentative. You notice that he's kind of like weirdly slumped against a wall, but you figure you'll give him some time to cool down, so you fall into a... No, fairly restful sleep. You can sleep pretty much anywhere. Yeah, it sounds like me. Quinny, Alan, and not Peter Baelish, where are you guys sleeping tonight? Well, I mean, I
3: have, uh, I I assume, a residence in this town.
4: Yeah, I mean, you're you're here on business, but we can say that you've rented a room at the Beach Leviathan. Would you Hmm.
3: care to sleep under the ocean tonight?
4: (laughs) That sounds absolutely magical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like with day one kind of out of the way... I'm not where I want to be in this plan, so I'm, I'm going to stay out. I'm going to stake out the uh,
4: the Hall of Justice. Um,
3: I did receive this paper.
4: What's it say? It looks to be a sort of like vaguely coded agreement that uh, seems to be for a very large sum of money towards the bridge building repairs. Uh, it's unsigned, so it doesn't look like it's worth anything. But uh, it seems like a lot of money to fix something that hasn't been fixed.
0: Is that the note that the half-elf mm-hmm. gave? Do you recognize the half-elf?
4: I didn't know who it was. Roll me uh, inside. 20. 20. Nice. You recognize the half-elf as one of the people you've seen kind of touring around uh, town. Uh, seems to be one of the, the delegation from Waterdeep. Makes sense. I get into bridge yeah.
0: building. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've heard some stuff about investors, so this must be one of the investors. thought they were only dealing with King Neverember, or Lord Neverember.
3: Titles are titles, but notes are words. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, um, Alan.
1: Um, using my cloak of the bat, how long can I remain a bat?
4: You can only stay in polymorph for one hour. So if you wanted to sleep as a bat, you could get like an hour and then you'd probably fall from wherever you were hanging upside Yeah,
1: no, I don't want to
4: get hurt. Sound way to live.
1: (laughs) Do you know what? I'm just going to take the room, I think, in the Driftwood Tavern.
4: So that will be uh, 30 gold for the night.
1: I'm not going to take a room <laughs> in the Driftwood Tavern because I don't have any gold left.
4: As you, uh, you you look at your meager purse that has been uh, unfortunately robbed, possibly by a one-eyed stinky man, <laughs> you kind of look around and uh, you feel a little bit lost, as you did the first time you came to Neverwinter, <gasps> and something springs into your memory.
1: I can stay at the temple!
4: And so you take your pack and you make your yes! way back to the Temple of Ogma, the very first place you slept on the very first night.
1: Yes. All right.
4: You come into the temple and, you know, you you find your favorite pew, uh, okay. which is right there uh, where you left it. But you're surprised to find sort of a, a large man in uh, what would have once been very fine robes, but are now uh, very filthy and stained uh, sleeping there.
1: Oh, he doesn't look familiar to me at all.
4: You want to roll me any perception all check right. there? Yeah,
1: Ali? yeah, yeah. 16 total.
4: 16. You seem to recognize what he's wearing, though.
1: <laughs> all right. You uh, feel like
4: you've seen it somewhere once, but it was a lot nicer.
1: Ooh, Carmine?
4: I don't know. Why don't you find out?
1: (laughs) Okay. I mean, I yeah, I got to find out who he is. So I just kind of...
4: (coughs) (coughs) Uh, The man uh, suddenly, like, uh, sits bolt upright with a knife in his hand.
1: Oh, shit. No, sorry, Um,
4: dude. But (laughs) you... You do, uh, you do recognize him as, uh, as Carmine Falstaff, but he seems to have fallen on hard times. They used to say that it was a bad idea to owe Carmine Falstaff a favor, but now it seems as though he's the one who's going to need favors. His face looks like it's, uh, it's been horribly beaten. He's missing a few teeth. Uh, one of his eyes is gone. And uh, oh, shit. M- sort of on his forehead oh, and over shit. where his eye was is uh, the, the crude facsimile Moonhammer brand you saw.
1: Car- Carmine hey hey buddy it's it's oh. Alan a- Alan yeah do you remember me I was in here
4: Alan a few weeks ago he, he bursts into tears and like cl- falls on his knees and like clutches your leg
1: and I, I just kind of pat him on the head <laughs> it's like hey hey He's pretty buddy, happy about what's, that, yeah. what's, what's what's going on what, what's the, wrong
4: they took everything from me who did Fiddlesworth
1: whoa whoa oh, okay Start from the beginning.
4: Holy shit. Flashback to a month (laughs) ago. Fiddlesworth has just finished writing himself a very nice letter to... uh uh, send it back to his dear friend Butthole. While uh, several of his initiates are beating a man to death behind him, his blood splattering the uh, the letter. What which do you do, <laughs> Ryan? Fiddlesworth is uh, is generally upset about and says, "No manners at all these days. No manners." Boys, play nicely back there. And he uh, he folds the letter up and he puts it in an envelope. He kisses it daintily and uh, puts it in his pocket. And then he picks up his hammer and goes back to work. Falstaff is uh, sitting in a corner. He's, like, holding a knife out in front of him, but uh, several people are coming in around him. Fiddlesworth kind of takes his uh, his weapon over, places it in the fire, then turns around and looks Falstaff in the eyes and just says, Come, Mr. Falstaff. You know, it'll be easier for all of us if you just submit to the goddess. And then he presses the brand into Falstaff's eyes. He screams. Then Falstaff bursts into tears again, unable to recount any further.
5: So they took everything from me. My syndicate, my bar, my mansion, all of it calls himself Stankfleur now.
1: So, I don't want to know the answer, but when, when <laughs> did all this start?
4: Not long after you all left. He began farting and praying to something, and then soon people started coming around the bar. All of them chanting things, horrible things. They began offering free drinks, and when my bartender tried to stop them, they slit his throat.
1: okay. Okay, have to feel a little bit responsible <laughs> at this point that I didn't stop this when I could have. Do, what, do you know where Fiddlesworth is now? Like, do you know Do you know uh, where, where his... I've
4: been hiding here for some time, but my guess is that he, he took the Falstaff Manor. He always liked finery. Whenever I had him bottle at my house, he always looked upon it with envious eyes.
1: Okay, do you know what Falstaff... Like, as a, as a friend of mine, you just... You can stay here as long as you want. Just know that, okay? Do you own
4: this temple now?
1: <laughs> no, no, but these, these are my friends. This is, this is the temple of, of a god, of, of my, my god. So if anyone gives you a hard time, they can answer to me, okay?
4: Oh, okay. All right. And uh, he grasps your arm and he says, You know, I once took pity on you, and perhaps I took advantage by
5: demanding a favor in return. Thank you, Alan, for being a better person than me. Not just a better person, a better human.
1: And I just have like a single tear.
4: That's all you can get to because of the <laughs> branded eye thing.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry to disturb you, buddy, but you know, thanks, thanks for the information. Anything, and, and I, can gonna, Anything can I can do? Anything I can do to help, help bring him down? Yeah. All right. So you just, just go back to sleep and dream sweet dreams of you know not the last
4: few weeks. He lies down and uh, as he he falls asleep, you can see him start to like toss and turn. He's like the goddess. The goddess, she
1: comes. And I fall into an uneasy sleep (laughs) in the opposite pew.
4: (laughs) So that's the end of day one. Day two. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I hope you. So um, uh, sun comes up. It's a rainier day uh, in town today. Quinny, overnight, you noticed that uh, the man you'd been following left. And uh, in the morning, another fellow uh, seems to be walking by. He seems much younger. Mm. He doesn't look like he's uh, originally from Neverwinter. He's sort of like a, a Nordic-looking guy, big beard, long like hair, a Viking kind of look. Yeah, kind of a, like a, a Viking, but you know, certainly dressed for town. But um, okay. looks like a foreigner. You get the sense that the residences uh, in the Hall of Justice are more so sort of like, you know, you know, like when lawyers sleep in their offices, like mm. it's temporary arrangements, but people likely live elsewhere. I didn't follow any of them. You as could choose to if you'd like.
0: I, I think I would have. You especially this one guy that I've been, I've got a really good feeling about. Right,
4: so can you roll me a stealth check? Yeah. 18. It's late at night. When the, the man leaves, you can see uh, he he looks very uh, very distracted. Uh, he seems to be kind of going over documents by what little light there is from the moon. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he does check over his shoulder at one point, and uh, even though you dodge behind something, you feel like maybe he, he caught a glimpse of you, but it's dark enough that you're hoping that, uh, that he didn't. He seems to make his way quickly into the uh, the Black Lake District. Okay. Um, and uh, you finally come around a corner and see him greeted by two guards at a gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they open a gate up to sort of an odd-looking structure. It's what looks like a sort of an old two-story house, but next to it is a uh, rectangular tower. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a bridge from the second floor to the tower. The house itself looks fairly old, standard sort of front door, four windows kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tower's unlike anything you've ever seen. It's got four windows up on the top, but there don't seem to be any entrances.
0: Okay. Are the lights on? Like, he's, he's in there and the light's on? Yeah. I wait for the lights... Like, I wait as long as it takes for the lights to go out to kind of be sure that he's staying there.
4: Yeah, it doesn't take too long. Yeah. Okay, it, it looks like out. he conducted his... He finished his business at, at the, uh, Hall of the Hall of Justice okay. or picked up whatever he needed to pick up okay. and then came to, uh, came to his residence.
0: That's probably satisfactory for me. Then I'll head back to the Hall of Justice to keep staking it out because that's sure. where I said I was all night. So. so
4: as you do, you see the other guy leaving yeah. um, and uh, he looks like he's uh, he's headed for a breakfast place. Okay. In the morning, butthole, one of the guards kind of like knocks on your uh, bars and says, hey, uh, your uh, comfort dog's here. And, uh Goblin Junior kind of like trots up with uh, with a letter in his mouth and goes uh-huh. and slides it through the bars to you. And
2: I look to the guard as he walks down the hallway, and I'm like, "Thanks, Steve." He's uh, like, "Oh, you're welcome, butthole." And then I I, I take the letter and, and I and I, I
4: read it. What does it say? It's still an impeccable handwriting, but the uh, the paper's pretty rough. It's not sealed or anything. It, it's almost crumpled. I mean, and It's been in a wolf's mouth, so <laughs> I get it. But like more so than usual, and it just says, "We'll come for you soon, Stankfluer." Then Aww. in brackets, he says, "Fiddlesworth." And I'm like so
2: happy that I like Peck Albin Jr. And I'm like, you did so good, buddy. You did so
4: good. <laughs> I and mean, he's like, snarf snuff.
2: And then I'm just like happy because I'm like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe, you know, this caller might be fucking with my ability to like hear Moonhammer and stuff. And then I, I look across the hall and I'm like, Squidgy, yeah. dude. I'm feeling pretty good today.
4: Uh, well, I feel like things are going to go well for both of us. Oh, thanks, butthole. That's great. And then from the other cell here. And what about me? <laughs> hey, what's your name, bud? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's nice <laughs> to meet you. Fuck you. My name Butthole. No,
5: that's not my name. I
4: hate when people do that. And you see that um, the, uh, the figure's like, he's very tall. He's like eight feet tall. Oh, nice. But he's really awkwardly slumped against the side of uh, the jail, against his bars. Uh, can you roll me a perception check? Eight total. That means nothing to you, but you do notice that there's like a a weird kind of like two by four sticking out from under his robe, flat against the ground. Looks like he may have smuggled a weapon in or something.
2: Hey man, so your name's not fuck you. I, I, okay. I don't know. My name's Butthole. So like, I'm not judging on names. Like your name could be (laughs) literally anything and that'd work for me. Well,
4: my name is Yevgenovich. Yevgenovich. Yevgenovich.
2: It's a solid name, man. I like that. Thank you. (laughs) Rolls off the tongue. So I mean, to the heart. I'm in here for uh, <laughs> apparently starting a gang that's destroying the city. Cool. Uh, Squidgey's in here because he's an architect. Didn't really explain <laughs> his crime, but he's an architect. Isn't that crime enough? <laughs> Fuck the machine. Man, I like this guy. So what, what, uh, what did they say you did? Well... Wait, you said you're with a gang? Apparently. They, they say I am. Wait, you know? which gang you with? I've seen that symbol before. not one of those Moonites, are you? No, 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 no. I started a different gang, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't Wait. actually
4: start the gang. Wait, then you with the dead rats? You're one of them dead rats? I'm going to be
2: honest. I am lacking affiliation. So if you have a group you'd like me to join, I'm good at healing. I'm good at murdering things with hammers. Uh, and I like making friends. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, if you're unaffiliated, uh, can I tell you... Uh, can I tell you about our Lord Raxavort? <laughs> hey, I I would love to hear about it. Oh, Raxavort's the best. You see him start to slip down the bars and you know, he like pulls himself back up. You notice his arms are really small considering how tall he is. So I like think in my head and I'm like, it's just two halflings in a trench coat. <laughs> Listen, Raxavort is the best. He's the god that me and my people worship. He is just Oh, everything we do, we do for Rexford. He made us in his image, and he pulls back his hood, and it's a creature unlike any you've ever seen. He's basically, his face is like a weird squat blue. He's got pointy little ears, bright, bright orange eyes, and he's got like the classic toilet bowl hair thing that Pim Pim had. Yeah, he um, looks like Dr. Phil. If Dr. Phil was in the Blue Man group, yes. So he's Tobias from Arrested Development. <laughs>
2: for, yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, Raxivort made us in his image. What's oh, cool? So Raxivort, <laughs> Raxivort's a, cool. A handsome dude. Oh, he's so handsome. He made us look just like him, just in case anyone came after him. Then they'll be like, "Ooh, which one's him?" So you're all his mortal shields? I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say shields. I mean, sure, a bunch of us have died, but I mean, like, we only exist to please Raxavort. Oh, okay. You should, you should join us, man. I don't know, because I feel like I squidgey's
2: doing the like, uh, don't like this. I, uh, I feel like Raxivort didn't make me in his image, though. So, like, as an outsider, what, what's, uh, what's in it for me? The love of Raxavort, obviously. That's what we Zvarts uh, are all about. The uh, love of Raxavort. So, d- is it a part of the worship of Raxivorth that you gotta keep a 2x4 on your pants?
4: He kind of looks down ashamed and, like, starts reaching, but his arm is too short. And then eventually loses his grip, and as he falls, you see the other 2x4 flip out of his thing. And uh, he stands up in the billowing robe, and you realize he stands about three feet tall.
2: Hey, my friend's that tall.
4: Is your friend one of us, Zvart?
2: Listen, I'm pretty sure he's an atheist, but between the two of us, we can convert him to something, let me tell <laughs> you. <laughs> the
4: sounds of that. Well, listen, though, no, I mean... You wanted to know why why I'm in too, right? Yeah. Uh, It's those fucking dead rats, man. They got a bunch of us to sign up to help them out, because you know, as you know, us varts love rats. i I absolutely (laughs) roll me a uh, bluff check or deception check. bluff check you told me
2: (laughs) and that is 17 total this guy fucking gets it
4: (laughs) and you're like he takes one of the two by fours and he starts poking squidgy and he's like this guy fucking gets it listen and squidgy's like please 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 stop that and he's like oh yeah so you know we like rats so we started working for them but lately they've been out of control well,
2: listen, I wanted to see where you were going to fall on this whole dead rats issue, but I'll tell you, my friend and I certainly made two of them a lot more dead. Wait, were they farts? No, no, no,
4: it was two oh, dudes. Oh, yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, those yeah. pale
2: bastards. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I like you. You're okay with doing racism about you because, yeah. you know, because you're pale. Yeah, my
2: people are the villain of every story. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's around the time we started getting like alt right hate mail on <laughs> dumb dumps and dragons. Feel free to send it, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Ivgenovich uh, explains that his people uh, have a natural affinity for rats, and as a result, um, they, uh, they've fallen in with the dead rats since they're led by a were-rat. However, originally, they're all about plundering, which, you know, was was kind of okay, and, like, Raxivort's kind of into that, so that's okay. But recently, they've been embroiled in this war with the Moonites, and that's really been taking a toll on the uh, Zvarts. And as the speaker of the Zvarts, he was fully against it. Unfortunately, once he spoke up, the dead rats had him framed and taken away. Oh, shitty! So the Moonites. Tell me, tell me more about these guys. Oh, they they worship some demon god called Moonhammer.
2: Well, let's let's not slander. I feel like we were making <laughs>
4: friends. I don't a demon that seems hefty. I once saw their leader set a man on fire with his mind. Okay, that might be more about the leader than well. I mean, did they say Moonhammer is a god? I, they kept screaming, "Worship the goddess!" And then a man burst into flames. And then a very immaculately dressed guy with a moon hammer brand on his forehead farted very daintily and ran away. Well, listen,
2: I, this is an awkward time because I really like you, my friend. But maybe that person was supposed to catch on fire. <laughs> Wait, like, did, do you think
4: Raxavort wanted them to catch on fire?
2: Honestly, Raxavort didn't prevent it. Touché. <laughs> Squidgey's just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I hate you so fucking much. Squidgy. you're going to be fine, man. Don't uh, worry. You're leaving in like a day. I, I'm going to die in 48 hours. And frankly, you are asleep, so it's not like we are having long chats. So I'd say let's learn more about support. We don't have to convert. I mean, I'm not going to convert, but I can respect other people's you See,
4: This guy gets it. I like this guy. He <laughs> starts poking Squidgy, and he's like, I like this guy. Hey, listen, man. You said, uh, you, said you and your pals killed some dead rats, huh?
2: Yeah. You they want,
4: squish real good. You want to kill some more?
2: I don't want to commit to this as a plan, but I'm not against it.
4: So he kind of like looks to the guards who clearly are not paying any attention because, you know, Steve's busy reading uh, erotica about a Yeti. Yeah, um, Steve's the best. And uh, the other guy... uh whose name is also Steve. Um, <laughs> but like he spells it with like a PH. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's reading a uh, little Pim Pim's treatise on the art of war. Yay. And uh, he's on that B chapter. And he's like, interesting. He's like looking at a sword, trying to figure out if you could stuff bees in the hilt. <laughs> the uh, answer is yes. <laughs> he looks to his other hand that's covered in stings. You're not sure if the answer is yes <laughs> for, for Steve with well, a PH sword wise. Yes. Steve wise. No. Yvgenovich <laughs> says, ah, g- give me a second. And he disappears into his robe. And then you hear like a ripping noise. And then he kind of looks left, looks right, and slides um, a, a piece of cloth uh, across the hall to you.
2: All right, I'm going to take the cloth. Let's-
4: uh, so it looks like a very crudely drawn map of Neverwinter, uh, including a sewer entrance that's been marked rather prolifically. So that's where you'll find him. So that's where the dead rats are? heard' him fool Yevgenovich, but make sure my people are safe. You know, we got to serve Raxavort, so.
2: Cool. I will, uh, I'll pass this along and I
4: tap my nose like a conspiratorial Santa. (laughs) And I'm like, I'll
2: (laughs) give this to some friends
4: of mine. Great. He taps his nose and uh, as he does, so like his hood falls over his face hilariously. Because really without those stilts, he's he's in trouble. Then he starts trying to get back on the stilts and looks like he's done. And
2: I'm just like, hey man, do you know what? I'd say lose the rope, lose the stilts, own it. Raxavort owns it, you can
4: own it. You know what? You're right. I used to be a never nude, but now, and he steps out of the road in all his tiny naked glory and he just stands there very prolifically and he turns and makes direct eye contact with Squidgy and just nods at him. And I stand up and give him a full round of applause and Goblin Junior bows. And both Steve's are like, hey, what's going on? Oh God, there's a naked Vard. Someone get him like a a tunic or something. And I yell over and I'm like, Steve, no, no, no. He's owning it. Steve's like, you know what? I can respect that.
3: (laughs) As he gently cradles his bee-stung hand.
4: I yeah, and uh, Sarah that. McLaughlin's in the arms of the angels' yeah. place. The <laughs> Every day, Steve's attempt to get bees angels. into their swords. <laughs> For just the cost of a cup of coffee a day, you can help this Steve <laughs> fill his hilt with bees. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Cut to our pals at the Beach Leviathan, since I'm running four parallel stories. Yep, uh, good So, good morning. You've uh, you both awakened. Out of curiosity, uh, did you, uh, where'd you both sleep last night?
3: I was going to go down into my mast of solitude before I decided my mast didn't want any solitude. I saw some pretty cool weird stuff
4: <laughs> at that mansion. I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, you know. So... <laughs> So uh, roll me a charisma check, please.
3: Uh, Twenty-five.
4: So, uh, Quinny, you stayed out all night. I assume you're just getting in. Pretty much, weren't yeah. great. Yeah. So, uh, as you walk in, um, you're kind of like uh, on your way down to uh, the the like secret alcove downstairs. Mm. But as you pass one door, a door kind of creaks open, and a gnome, a dwarf, two elves, and something that you really just don't even recognize come out of a room. Followed by a, a very tired but very satisfied looking not Peter Baelish.
3: Sorry, I had to deliver a monologue about politics and uh, needed all this in the background while I did it.
4: Oh, and one of the elves is like, I now understand the entire history of Neverwinter. Well, that sounds <laughs> Did normal. you know it used to be an elven town? Hmm. The more you know, friend, the more you know. Is Elzor at the bar? Elzor uh, is, is just like, is clearly just waking up okay. um, and is uh, starting to kind of put the bar back. Together, I need something with uh, that'll give me like a jolt and keep me running for another day. <laughs> <I> need... <laughs> so Elzor is like, uh, yeah, okay, and uh, quickly like mixes like a weird. It looks weird, it smells weird, but your experience at bars has been that's usually going to do it for you. Okay, so uh, she asks, uh, "How are you going to be paying?" You can put it on my bill again. Feels ah, uh, you. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I put 20 gold on Bill falling down last night. Did it eight times. So here you go on the house. Ah, oh, thanks. So uh, I need you to roll me a uh, constitution safe, please. Total of 15. As it's like midway down your throat, your body's like, no, nope, and you <laughs> almost vomited up. But at the last possible second, you think of all the humiliation you suffered last night. I muscle it down. And you just muscle it down. All right. And it takes a second or two. You being like, not really feeling it. And then your pupils kind of dilate and you are feeling it. All right, guys. Uh, Let's let's go do stuff. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to give you a minus one on perception. Okay. and Like perception, insight, all those sorts of like wisdom-based. Wisdom based, basically anything that being overly tired, extra caffeinated would impede. Uh, However, I will give you a plus one on anything reflex based because you're buzzing. All right, I'll take it.
3: Nice, nice, nice.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Scooch will
3: take care of you.
4: (laughs) And uh, not Peter Baelish, I'm going to say you you pull a flask of that out because you just have some and you're like, hmm?
3: Right. I mean, I'm not wrong.
4: Well, you're not Peter Baelish.
3: <laughs> uh, you're my best friend. <laughs>
4: <laughs> a few minutes later, Alan enters the room, uh, having uh, clearly slept elsewhere, but uh, remembering that uh, this is where uh, not Peter Baelish uh, was known to be found. So, uh, now that the band is back together, do you want to go fill a butthole in what's, what's been going on? Do yeah. you want to go fill butthole in? You know what? We've been at this so long that I'm just, oh, like, yeah, we've it's had just a say name saying so now. much of yeah. it, like... I think Tyler said you can't wear out a butthole in episode uh, one. Some I'm like, point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're good. So yes, you want to go fill in the butthole?
0: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> if if he's been
0: you know reading over all those legal documents and evidence, I mean, maybe he's got maybe he managed to figure something out. I like as to imagine well.
4: there's a, a version of this in Quinny's head where you just arrive and he's like prepared a really eloquent legal <laughs> brief. He's got a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I may just be a down south country lawyer, but uh, okay, great.
3: So I I uh, offer uh, Alan a swig of my wake up juice flasks. If she wants to get a little kick start before we head down to the
1: jail, oh, yeah, sure. All oh, right. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a swig of that. Oh, yes, yeah,
4: Alan, you're feeling a little bit rough from uh drinking those Fringa beers,
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: uh, also from your horrible emotional ordeal with the broken Carmine Falstaff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the most comfortable pew either,
4: no, <laughs> <laughs> as pews go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you all arrive back at the uh the Hall of Justice. And uh, just as you arrive, to get in, you have to go through, as I said, there's sort of a two-door system, so if anyone does break out, you can... Isolate them. Isolate them, yeah. yeah. To get in, you go past a desk with a guard who basically has a crossbow that is always pointed at the door. So uh, she waves you through, the doors open, as the second one opens, there are... Two figures in essentially what I, I would probably describe as like combat garb. So like similar to what you're wearing, Quinny. Like it's you know leather armor mm-hmm. made for high utility. They're wearing a, uh, a logo that you don't recognize, uh, Is and it they're Nike. Uh, Is it Nike? Hmm? Is it Nike? <laughs> yes, it's it's it's, it's, it's a, a, a Forgotten Realms swoosh. Yes, it is, it is Nike. You have uh, no idea what that means, but no. uh, Nike. I have
3: a feeling he's just doing it. Okay. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> yes, uh, Air Jordan is a levitating mage. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they're leading a, uh, a dwarf out who uh, is calling over his shoulder, oh, goodbye, butthole. Go fuck yourself, you again, Uh So they lead and him. And he just hear me say
2: bye. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, so they lead him past you and uh, down the stairs. So you enter the cell directly across from Butthole's. Now empty. Uh, the one next to it has a uh, strange naked blue man in it. Compared to what you saw at the club last night, it's still the third strangest thing you've seen in the yeah. past uh, 24 hours. Right,
2: right,
0: yeah.
4: Uh, <sighs> so that's okay, um,
2: but... Uh, I look at the group and I just yell, that's Yevgenovich, say hi, he's cool. He's like, what's
5: up, I'm Yevgenovich.
4: He's <laughs> 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 just a Rick and Morty character.
5: <laughs> 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 I'm telling Yevgenovich.
4: But uh, not Peter Baelish, uh, you can't help but notice as you come in that like he would also probably fit the fuck harness, for lack of better term. Yeah. Um, you're like, hmm. <laughs> and uh, Butthole greets you however he, he shall. Hey, guys, what's up? Not much, unfortunately.
0: I mean, not Peter Baelish and I are kind of chasing down a lead here with an individual that we've got, I think, a lot of potential to kind yes. of...
3: We have a document that is unsigned, so unprovable in court that it belongs to this person in particular, but it has to do with some dirty money going into the construction of the bridge that's being made. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see that. This is an audio (laughs)
0: podcast. I I think we've tracked down one of the three judges. I'm pretty confident that we have.
2: Well, that's good because I mean, if it's because he's corrupt, I like this. If it's because you think you can intimidate an honest judge, I'm less crazy about this plan. But I'm going to be honest, guys. Worked on my own a secret backup plan. I share that with us. Sent a letter because I figured it had to be fiddles worth running this way back when. So Goblin Junior brought him a letter, and he said he's going to get me out. And he sent me this letter that just says like, "Hey, man, I'm going to get you out." So you know, if this doesn't work out. We can get out of here. He's got me from the Moon Knights. It's great. What about Fiddlesworth? So, Fiddlesworth is running the Moon Knights because who loves Moonhammer and Neverwinter? Fiddlesworth. Who would definitely not have wanted me to end up in here? I didn't send him a letter saying we were coming. I'm stupid. We would have had like gifts, there probably would have been a party. So he's going to come and get me out. If, if this doesn't work out legally, then we're great because I love Fiddlesworth and he loves us. I've heard some disconcerting rumors from Yevgenovich, but I'm choosing to give Fiddlesworth the benefit of the doubt.
1: So um, <laughs> about Fiddlesworth. Yeah. Now, we're all on your side.
2: I, I know. He sent me a letter saying he's going to get me out and you're my lawyer. Like, it's the best thing ever.
1: But, and I don't want to cast dispersions. And make any assumptions on what you've been writing in your letters.
2: Yeah, we probably shouldn't. Hey, I got this uh, this friend of mine. You see him on the way but, out, squidgy. I, I think say, Alan has more to but, say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm getting worried.
1: I feel like maybe Fiddlesworth went a little rogue in his interpretation. ...of Moonhammer's teaching.
2: Oh, so he took some stuff like Quinny does, because Quinny's he, a rogue.
1: No, no, no. He's He's been murdering and beating up people.
2: Well, listen, from one perspective, all we've done is murder and beat up people.
1: He beat up Carmine.
2: Okay, that might not be nice, <laughs> but do you know what? Who doesn't want to beat up their boss? You they know? killed
1: two people at the uh, Driftwood Tavern alone because they didn't drink all of their drinks okay, in okay. the name of Moonhammer.
2: Okay, that is a crime. And I will admit that that is a crime. But I feel like... Where, where are you getting your information?
1: Multiple sources. But, Multiple but like, sources. Because maybe
2: they're all biased. If you went and talked to Groll's Goblins, they'd be like, they came in here and we had a great king. And then they forced us to bake a cake. And when we went back, they murdered eight of our friends in our beds. <laughs> like, we're not always the heroes either.
3: Wait, you did what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Long not, story yeah, short, Warlord Lil' Pim Pim wanted to take his castle back because he'd been overthrown by a goblin. We went to help that guy, him kill that goblin, and then we sort of murdered a lot of the goblins in the castle before getting the rest to team up with us, and they found the bodies <laughs> afterwards, so it was kind of a dark discovery. Yeah,
1: but you know what? We're not on trial for that.
2: That's true. Oh, I'm yeah, on that's... trial for what he did, which doesn't seem fair, but he's
0: getting me out. I feel like there's a lot of semantics being argued right here. Alan, based on what you've heard. Does Fiddlesworth need to be put down?
1: What do you mean by put down? You know
0: what I mean by put down.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Moonhammer does not like just murdering people. It sounds like Moonhammer kind of likes just murdering people. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this.
5: No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious, cormium plantier of dumdums and dragons. And yes... It is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those dum-dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dice, That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only discord where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on you can add characters to our world you can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits but you don't want to do that wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me
2: But Moonhammer likes purposeful murders, and I'm saying I know Fiddlesworth more than I know these other people. But more importantly, we're in like a we're in like a criminal case, right? If we want to try to do justice right, we got to bring Fiddlesworth in, and he can defend his actions and explain, and then we'll all be acquitted. If you just kill Fiddlesworth, then I go down for whatever slander is being spread about Fiddlesworth.
1: I just kind of, I just kind of pull. Quinny and, and not Peter Baelish aside, just kind of out of your shot.
2: It's still in a gym, cell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't move.
1: Yeah. Where are you going? All right, <laughs> all right guys. Th- it actually might be a good idea to get Fiddlesworth here.
0: Really? If so what, we well, do we put, just get if, to take the next two days can, off? Because apparently Fiddlesworth and the cavalry's coming?
1: If we can put the blame on Fiddlesworth and say that he acted alone and wasn't actually following directions from Butthole, we might be able to do a little switcheroo.
0: Based on what you've told us, I don't think we're going to like Fiddlesworth's methods.
2: I also yell over from my corner, guys, I can hear you. It's a <laughs> giant empty room. If, I can hear you too. Why isn't anybody talking Yevgenovich? Yvgenovich? Big fan, buddy. Let me work on this, because <laughs> if I can get out, we can go kill those dead rats. Am Ooh, I right? Like that? Oh, yeah, rats yeah, be praised. All right, peace. Yep, yep, cool. So I'm like, also, uh, if you can't find Fiddlesworth, if there's one thing I've learned from all of these documents, if you could bring witnesses of Fiddlesworth... Then, you know, we're going to have no problem. I mean, my only concern would be, knowing you're my lawyer, not worried about this. But if you had found witnesses of Fiddlesworth, worst case scenario, he is the nightmare you think he is. As long as they're somewhere safe and you didn't leave them in a public area, you'll be able to find them again, no problem, and they can testify. I hate that we're coming up with a new plan on day two of our three-day deadline.
4: Alan's holding her face. Yeah, I was going to say, like, conversations like this are where the audio medium really fails. Because watching Laura's face, as Ryan did his whole lead-up to how much he loves Fiddlesworth, was just like, it was amazing. It was like telling the kids you're getting a divorce. Like, it was just like, I'm going to have to, okay, here we go. Basically, what I'd recommend is this. Currently, you have several leads. You have two days in which to investigate them before the trial. So, right now, where things stand, you currently have one person that you suspect is a judge, Mm -hmm. who you suspect has some dirty dealings. You've been able to ascertain where his temporary residence is and where his actual residence is. Right. You have, from Butthole and Yevgenovich, you have the location of the dead rats hideout. Currently, the dead rats don't seem to have anything to do with your court case. But that could change. That could change. You still don't know very much about the other two judges. Mm-hmm.
1: We know we know that C and Speak have bad blood between
0: them. Yeah, yeah. so
4: you know there, there's some bad blood. You know that Fiddlesworth, aka Stankfleur, is somewhere in the city, but you're not absolutely certain where. Well, we
0: know Goblin Jr. knows. I mean, we don't. Only Butthole knows. Sorry. Right. We've just been well, here the whole no, time. No, no,
2: because I
4: told you guys that Goblin Jr. brought the letter. You oh, know, sure. okay, 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 fair enough. Right. Okay. Um, so what I recommend is this um, currently, of the leads that you have running, You have Corruption, Dead Rats, Fiddlesworth, and Bad Blood.
3: Now, I would say, for me, not
4: Peter Baelish,
3: (laughs) it would make sense to investigate, perhaps, the Dead Rats. I've ascertained what I could from the higher-ups, the upper echelon, and we got one potential judge. Even still, it's a shaky lead, but you, Quinny, know where he is. But I have connections to the Underworld. So it might make sense for me to press gang them into potential information.
4: Whatever we do, let's do it together this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
4: So um, of these leads, I'll let you investigate two today. I submit
0: that knowing this potential judge's residence is a pretty solid lead. Agreed. So I would say that should be one of our two things we do. I agree. Well, you're the lawyer, uh, Alan McBeal.
1: Guys, so, we don't we don't have to pretend <sighs> here. It's your call. We don't have to pretend here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no lawyer until we step into that courtroom.
0: Well, that's that's a very real but, possibility. Of like, you yeah. might be going into a courtroom trying to defend this guy. And as I pointed bottle. Hello.
2: hello.
4: Oh, hello. is <laughs> <laughs> yes. like snarf snarf. <laughs> you have it, just like wait, you're a lawyer. Do You represent Zwarts.
1: Who? What's a Zvart?
4: And he, he waves himself in all his tiny naked glory, and he's like, me!
1: Well, so let's talk about it after this trial.
4: <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He <laughs> Goes and pouts in the corner.
3: I briefly think, like, I've got more monologues I could deliver to myself about <laughs> politics while other people are doing things behind me. I'll keep this guy in mind.
1: <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, Fiddlesworth might actually help in our argument that Moodhammer is made up.
0: Okay. Fiddlesworth because and I mean, where where is he getting
1: his information? Yeah, but I do ask: uh, Is y- it that simply
3: you wish to trust for your friend, but do you wish to take down the system here?
0: Hmm? <laughs> I could care less about the system. All right, well, yeah, I, live here I don't and you care don't.
3: That's fine. <laughs> I love. All right, that's cool. I just kind of like walk the corner, <laughs> just like that's, that's cool. fine. I just kind of like pull a lean against <laughs> against a wall, I'm like. It's fine. You just like
4: (laughs) quietly trace the anarchist A on the wall.
3: (laughs) That's fine.
4: (laughs) So from the sounds of things, the number one thing you want to investigate is the judge's residence. Yes. I think it's the most solid one we've got. So let's start there and then see where the day goes.
0: Okay. I was just going to ask, I don't think we know that he's there right now. Like he could very well be here in the Hall of
4: Justice, right? Uh, Yeah, it's entirely possible. You need to gather some information for that. Okay.
2: I'm going to send Goblin Jr. with them just in case they need him later for, like, Fiddlesworth stuff. Because maybe, in my mind, I'm like, Goblin Jr., just come here. I just want to tell you what the plan is. I want you to go with them. I'm just whispering because it's fun. (laughs) But I want you to go with them and just help. And then if they get in any trouble, you can go to Fiddlesworth and get him to send help for our friends. Because I think this has been just slanderous. Because Fiddlesworth sends such dainty letters. He's a dainty man. Okay, go, buddy. You're the best.
4: Snurf, snurf. I
2: fucking love you so much.
0: <laughs> snurf, 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 snurf. Snurf,
4: snurf, snurf, snurf. Like snurf. Translation No, like Seth Meyer's impression of Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: the three of you in Goblin Jr. make your way to the judge's residence that you spied on earlier. Yeah. In live day, you know, so it's a bit more conspicuous, there's a big fence all the way around. It's one of those, like, rich people fences that has, like, spiky bits on top. Right. So it looks like climbing over it. Not going to be too pleasant. Right, Uh, to impale the poor. (laughs) Yes, there's a a large gate in front of it with sort of like two guards Mm -hmm. who look attentive. Um, They're not on high alert, but they're definitely more aware than not. If I were to do a, a quick run around the perimeter, would they be the only two guards on patrol? As you're observing from across the street, like mm-hmm. through two
0: holes in a newspaper or yep. whatever you're doing? That's um, exactly what I'm doing.
4: You notice there's uh, there's also a guardsman on patrol. Okay. And she looks to be armed with a crossbow.
0: Once I kind of circle back to the group here, look, I'm willing to really commit to to getting in here today, including sort of doing some things that we can't really like turn back from, if that means like knocking out guards and like really kind of forcing our way in. Are you guys up for that today, or do you want to stake this out a little longer or see if we can gather more information before really let's, making a move?
1: Let's, let's get some answers. Let's get things done.
0: Yeah, let's, let's oh, go yeah. for it. All right. I think to start, I don't know if I can take you with me. I want to use my boots of springing and shredding to just gap that fence and just jump right over. I'm also just going to put this hot thing out
3: there right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got this cool thing I can do called disguise self
0: Oh, shit, okay, yeah, let's, that sounds real good. <laughs> so, can I, can yes, I?
4: So, bards have a number of useful utility spells, uh, particularly bards that have been built specifically for this adventure. So, uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: Catlin, over to you. What I suggest doing is that I disguise myself as a fellow uh, member of the law. Oh, yeah. Uh, perhaps someone who would work with, say, a justice, a judge. mm Coming on over for perhaps a spot of law talk.
4: (laughs) Yeah, go on. Uh, Possibly a uh, large paladin who enforces the law here in uh, Neverwinter? Oh, I mean, I I just had this thought
3: that came to me. (laughs) What if, now go with me on this, what if I became a large paladin that kind of enforces the law here in this town of Neverwinter? How oddly specific. Yes, well... Hmm. Sometimes my thoughts come in bursts of specificity. Now, I disguise myself as that. Now, I don't,
1: can that, that spell can't go with everyone else. That's just me disguising myself. Um, And I can also alter
0: myself. Okay, so we've got two disguises. Let's go with disguising, I guess, and see if we can move in there as a group. Yes. uh, Yes. Without setting off any kind of suspicion. All right, what's the plan? I
3: I disguise myself as the uh, paladin. Von Strauss. Uh, That's Von Strauss. And uh, you are my associates, and we're here to do
1: the business of justice.
4: <laughs> Alan, what do you click? Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm going to change myself into a human man.
4: S- still like a wizard or? You do remember that there was a wizard with Von Strauss uh, when he entered earlier. So you could try and look like that guy if you want. Puke guy. No, the guy who threw up in his boot.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to alter myself to look ah. like the paladin's wizard friend without the puke. The puke.
2: Oh, okay. Goblin yeah. Jr. is just going to stand at the edge of like the property just watching. And he's like, in his head, he's like, if something goes wrong. Fiddlesworth and I are gonna save this <laughs> fucking day. Snarf, snurf. and then he just says snurf, snurf. and he like fades into the background through a hedge, sort of like wow. Homer, Homer Simpson. Yeah, right. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so he's just in the middle of a hedge, just invisibly watching. Got it. And Quinny, what are you
0: doing? I'm gonna walk up there with them and act like I belong, act like an associate. So
4: who's doing the talking? Shouldn't be me.
1: I because I probably not me. I to be honest. Talking.
4: Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Speak, the uh, using
3: my dulcet tone. <laughs>
4: approach, and the, the guards say. uh. Oh, uh, Paladin Von Strauss, we weren't expecting you today.
3: Yes, well, uh, hail and well met, fellow.
4: I well, say, thank you, you as well.
3: Huh? Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, a trial is coming up very soon, and I was sent by the fine proprietor of, of this establishment uh,
4: to fetch some documents that are needed. The, uh, the two guards exchange a look, and they're like, proprietor of this establishment? What? What? Like, also, we're supposed to be keeping this identity a secret? What's going on? But then they uh, they look at the illusionary giant flaming sword that they know Von Strauss carries. And they look to the wizard and they're like, oh, he's got his wizard with him. And I don't know, some kid. Uh, yeah, uh, well, okay, if if you're here for documents, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but um, Justice Pemberton isn't here. Normally, he, he won't let anyone into the residence without him being here. But if you'd like to wait, I'm sure he'll be back soon. I suppose that is an error on my part. I... Mixed up the time. Um, would you like to roll a uh, persuasion check? Eighteen. So uh, what do you tell him?
3: Yes, I do suppose uh, we, we did indeed uh, mix up the times. But we are good friends, he and I, and I don't think he would necessarily like to stand in the way of justice of the law getting
4: oh, he, he, necessary He does documents. like justice. And the, it's kind uh, of his thing. The other guard kind of rolls his eyes and is like, Yeah, he sure does. Like, uh, he's really not into much else. I mean, you know that. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of looks around and he's like, All right, listen, I, I don't want him to yell at us again. He's kind of a prick. Isn't he? Um, listen, uh, as you know, he uh, time a document needs picking up, he always leaves it in the front hallway. So uh, we can give you access to the front hallway, but anywhere further than that when uh, our heads would be on the chopping block.
3: I understand. And I appreciate you being in service of both the law of the people and the law of loyalty.
4: In turns to the other guy, he's like, dude, von Strauss just said I'm cool. it's like, shut up, Paul. <laughs> no one cares.
3: We'll, of course, be uh, picking uh, in and out, picking up this document. But um, do you know where uh, Justice Pemberton happens to be right now? As you said, I was the one who messed up the meeting time. And while I must get this document to him, I, I would like to do it in person.
4: Well, uh, I, I believe he's, uh, he's back at the Hall of Justice, uh, as you know. The uh, Because he
3: loves justice, he does love justice <laughs> but so much. Also,
4: as you know, the, uh, the representatives from Nikkei are here to pick up the, uh, the architect today. So,
3: Of course they are. The representatives of Nikkei, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I will tell him about you, just so you know. You have been absolutely exemplary.
4: Oh, my, thank you. And as, uh, as you start to walk away, you don't notice, but he like, pulls out like his hero hand drawn picture of Von Strauss and he's like, I did it. I did it. Then he puts it back <laughs> in his pocket. And the other guy's like, Paul, stop bringing that to work. <laughs> You manage to successfully bluff your way past the gate. You come up to the house. Do you knock? Do you enter? What do you do?
3: Well, it wouldn't make sense to knock because mm, he's yeah. not there.
4: I think if it's this well guarded, maybe the doors will just open if we walk in. Let's try it out. You open the door and almost the minute you turn the handle, the door swings open and there is an impeccably dressed gnomish butler. He greets you and says, ah, your business, please. Ah, Do we recognize him from last night? No, 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 okay.
3: Not all gnomes look the same. Hashtag not all gnomes. So I speak gnomish. Mm-hmm. So I say, good sir, it is I, addressed to the peace, here to pick up a document for uh, the good judge himself. I was told it would be in the front hall as it always is.
4: He left no documents out today. There was no scheduled pickups. So no, there are no documents here.
3: Well, Do you know of any other place where he may leave them? I understand. Uh, I'm
4: his- going to need you to leave. You shouldn't be here. But I was told to be here deception check or intimidate or Or,
3: i also have detect thoughts sure so i'm gonna use that and now i'll roll yep
4: 22 you kind of reach out gene gray style with your mind and you find uh his surface thoughts at least are very confused about a the lack of detail he's he like for a second he seemed to be worried that he'd fucked up but he's like no there were no scheduled pickups and the documents are never, like, th- this would never happen. This is completely wrong. So he's thinking, like, got to get them out of here. Got to get them out of here. But there's something just kind of, like, tugging at the edge. It's like at the edge of your mind hmm. while you're doing that.
3: Can I follow that feeling?
4: So I believe your your spell difficulty is 14. So I have to beat a 14 okay. um, for him to resist. And he fails. So you dive a little deeper. What you hear beneath it is, kill
5: them. Kill them for the goddess. Kill them for the goddess now. Okay.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: Please try to get some sleep tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. Nothing helps. You could try sleep sound. No, thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us. Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had a bad dream in ages. <laughs> Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho... Never stop. Nothing happened. Nothing happened? Well, you still haven't told me who you're bringing to graduation.
5: Oh. Your heart is racing. How can you tell? You're lying on top of me.
1: What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher, you know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils. Dreamers, Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts.